Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world today. This is David Robert for the Adult Fitness Podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful and great day today. It is February the 7th, 2023. The uh, start or the, well, I mean, we're still in the throes of, uh, you know, it just being the the new year, as it were, right? I think uh, at this point in time, almost everybody has finished all thoughts of Christmas have left your head, and um, we're in the we're in the slog right now. Uh, I think last week was um, Groundhog's Day, so it's it's pretty safe to say we've got another probably another two months of this. You know, by the time this recording hits tonight. Um, we'll three more weeks in February, then another four in March, and then it, then it's pretty much safe to say we're we're kind of out of the uh, out of the danger zone, you know. But I mean, you never can tell. I live out here in Alberta, Canada, where it snowed in June, so you never know, right? <laughs> but nonetheless, just want to let you know that uh, regardless of what you're doing, where you're at, you can access the market. Uh, sorry, the Adult Fitness Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Like I said before, um, we're on all the platforms, and yeah, we are, we've got some good stuff, so uh, stay tuned. So today we're going to be ch- chatting about something that I have thought about and has sort of rattled, rattled around in my brain for the last little bit in regard to the, the gym, just gym culture in general, be it toxic, be it positive, be it fun, be it, be it exciting. It's a staple within the fitness lifestyle, if you would, would, or if the, the fitness community. And what I mean by that is you have a situation where a majority of people in North America usually, um, so let me back up here, a little bit of explanation. When you're younger, when you're a young kid or somebody who is, you know, just starting school or, you know, you just learned to walk, everything is exercise. You're jumping off of stuff. You're climbing up trees. You're biking. If you, you know, if you're able-bodied, you're swimming. You're you're active. You're moving. Which is why school can be so so traumatic because you're forced to sit still with a mind and a body and a spirit that just wants to move. That just wants to get out there and do the damn thing. You know, you want to play hopscotch and jump rope and you want to go on the twirly swings and the slides and the, and uh, you want to race and you want to go sledding and skiing and snowshoeing. There's so much that you want to do as far as get out there and be energetic and live and learn in this manner. This is one of the best ways that we connect with one another. We connect with ourselves. We connect with nature is through movement. And as a child, when you're coming up, depending on where you live and what your circumstances were, if your parents had money or if you, you know, you didn't have a lot, you found a way to be energized. I look at my two kids and I, 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 I'm always amazed at how there'll be nothing, no TV on, no radio on, no nothing, and they'll find something to turn into an activity, to turn into some sort of um, reason to move and to jump and to play and to do all those sorts of things. But as we get older, unless our jobs or our vocations have some sort of movement to them, usually we're not, we're not out there. We're not active. And so a great example of that is if you, let's say you work a nine to five and you're at a desk or you're an engineer or you are somebody who's an, you're an accountant or you're just somebody who works, um, you know, um, you know, maybe, um, 
in HR or you're, you're pushing papers or whatever. Nine times out of 10, we're not running to work. We're not biking to work. We're not walking or running or swimming there. So what we're, what we're pretty much doing is sitting. We get on a bus or we might get in our cars or we might carpool and we head to our job sites. We head to our offices and in our offices, we're sitting down. We're on, you know, we're typing or we're responding to email or going to meetings or working on projects or working on initiatives to get done or whatever the case is. And then you might get up to go to lunch, you know, go to the bathroom, talk around the water cooler, but you're back at your desk. And then, you know, if you're like a lot of North Americans, you will be driving home or busing home. And then once you get home, you know, you might get a bite to eat, shower, check in with your spouse or significant other. You might go out to watch a movie, maybe to a sports bar, and then you're back home, maybe watching a bit more TV before you, you know, you hit the, hit the hay and then you start it all over again. And nowhere in that interaction are you moving? Are you actually getting the blood pumping, you know? And so I remember when I was working at the Y downtown, I would bike to work and bike back. And I remember that feeling of biking to work because, you know, I'm burning calories, I'm sweating. And if I was feeling really energetic, I would even... Um, I would uh, maybe get a workout in before work, so I'd bike to work, work out, and then once my shift was over, if I had enough time, hey, maybe I might get another workout in and bike home, you know? So you're getting almost, you're, you're, you're constantly moving. And I really miss that from where I'm living now because to, to drive back into the city, because we live just on the outskirts of, of where we're at, there's no like sort of, high, I guess you'd say like, um, long sidewalk that you could just bike to or bike through to get to where you're going. Plus living here in Alberta, we're, we got winter six, seven months out of the year. So, you know, your biking season isn't that long. However, but anyways, all that to say, the majority of people that you can name and that you can list, maybe even yourself, don't get a lot of exercise outside of what we, excuse me, sign up for. So let's say you sign up for a league. Uh, one of my really good friends, he's a part of a hockey league and they play, I think, twice a week. Um, there's a lot of beer leagues out there. During the summer times, you might have a baseball uh, baseball league, darts, um, you know, axe throwing, golf leagues, stuff like that, where you're just out there getting together with friends, but you're also getting exercise. And so maybe on a Tuesday or Thursday or a Monday or a Wednesday, you're meeting up with a group of people after work. You know, you might have a sitter or, you know, or you and your spouse might go and then you're able to kind of get out there. And a part of that activity outside of the home and outside of the workplace, if your work isn't, you know, very physical or physically demanding is the gym, you know, the, the a fitness facility that you can go to where you're able to rent equipment that you could wouldn't be able to afford. I mean, because a lot of this stuff is very, very expensive. Just pricing out stuff for a little facility that I've been looking at to rent here in, uh, in the city I'm at, you know, your, a treadmill is four to $5,000. You know, one of the things I used to do when I worked at, um, at the front desk at, at one of the gyms that I was at for a number of years was just, you know, when there was downtime, everything was cleaned and, and we weren't too busy. I would go online. Uh, the same way the guys look at porn, I would look at um, manufacturing companies of uh, fitness companies like York Fitness, Alico, Rogue, um, Life Fitness, Atlantis, um, all of these sort of companies. 
that would have just, you know, amazing craftsmanship, beautiful welding, um, amazing engineering. And I would, I would, you know, just look at the prices and for a person to put a, a state of the art gym in their home, you're looking at a minimum of $10,000. That's for dumbbells, a squat rack, um, a piece of cardio equipment. If I, you know, if you're in a basement, I definitely would look at more of like a, a, a rower or a, uh, an air bike. Cause they're a little bit lighter, you know, treadmills are, are hell, hell and a, and a, and a hand basket to get up and down to some flight of stairs. So, but anyways, it costs a lot of money. It costs a ridiculous amount of cash to, um, set up a setup, you know, in your, in your house. And so that's why people join fitness facilities. They join gyms. They, they come together in these areas where they're able to work out. They're able to sweat. Could, they might have group classes. It might be like a, um, a tri-leisure kind of center. You know, most communities have one where it's part of the city's, you know, gym and you've got a pool. You might have um, bigger, uh, bigger amenities as far as like a field or anything of that nature. And you've got showers and change rooms and stuff. And so all of this to say that in modern day society, particularly in the West, where we have a almost an allergic reaction to hard work. And I'm not saying that people don't like to work hard, but hard work outside of our, what we get paid for. And also due to the fact that we are, you know, specific, specifically where I'm at, where there's not a lot of money or investment into areas where, you know, we have walking lanes or biking lanes because like I said, we're in the, we're in the winter, six months out of the year. We're from, you know, once the year starts, we're started in the cold. We've got January, February, and March, to be honest, maybe even most of April. And then you've got May, June, July, August, September, October. If you're lucky, you know, you might get like an Indian summer, if I could still say that, if that's not politically correct, but um, a First Nation summer. There you go. What do you think, Phoenix? An indigenous summer? Can we, can we say that? No? Okay, Phoenix doesn't care, but um, we can, it's, it's not a long season. So you look at other parts of the world, like on the, on the West Coast, like Vancouver, um, Vancouver Island, um, California, um, the Bay Area, uh, Arizona, where they don't even see snow. Like they, their homes are built without furnaces, you know, no basements, because who needs it, right? <laughs> you know, um, I had friends who actually uh, purchased a vehicle and brought it from the States and didn't realize that they had to fix the electrical for the block heater. Because if you're in minus 40 and you don't have a way to plug in your car, you're screwed. But, uh, but I'm, I'm running on a tangent. Sorry. But my point is in today's modern day society, where we try to have more comfort than not, we have to find ways to invigorate ourselves, to give us that push. And what I mean by that is without Const, without some form of tension, without some form of breaking down and pushing for push pushing forward with the muscles, they atrophy, right? And we've all been the victims of an atrophying type of lifestyle. We've all been, we've all seen those people that were the, the man in high school, and then they let it go, and now they've got the beer gut and you know the fat ankles or whatever. And, and I'm not trying to shame anybody um, if you know anybody like that, but. I mean, the facts are that if you're not going, if it's not a part of your life, you're not going to do it and you're not going to reap those benefits of being fit and healthy and everything else. And so to that end, you're going to join a gym. You're going to join a fitness facility 
Um, you're going to, prices have dropped, you know, to where they are. I mean, Planet Fitness right now, I think you could sign up for almost $5 a month. The gym that I was at was at $15 a month or 25 or what have you. So I don't know what the prices are now, but it's very affordable, very affordable. I remember when I was at the YMCA, they had a program for people who just got out of jail, who were homeless. And if all you could pay was 10 bucks, $5 a month, you know, maybe even five, yeah, like five bucks, I think was the minimum. You could pay it now, you know, for the price of a coffee or, or like a, a large drink at like Tim Hortons, you can get fit. You can go to a place and work out, relieve your stress, lose weight, make friends, connect with people for $5 a month. And before I, I dive into, you know, the whole gym culture, I definitely want to state that as you get older, one of the things that can be very hard is to make friends. Now, if you think about it, you go to work, like I said, you might have family or, you know, or loved ones or whatever at home, kids, you leave them for the day and you're off to work. Now, a lot of times when you're working, you're there to work. So you're not necessarily, I mean, there is some socializing, but that's not the main thing you're doing. And so you might have your work friends, you might have your place of worship, like a church or a mosque or a temple, um, a synagogue, whatever. And so you might have closer relationships there, but in order to make even, you know, different connections outside of those areas, it can be a little bit difficult. You know, it's kind of hard to just say to the person who pours your drink at the Starbucks, Hey, you want to be friends? Want to hang out? Cause I'm lonely. You know? <laughs> you know, I haven't felt the touch of a woman and you know, sorry. Um, but all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. So it's tough to, to make friends. And, and this is where the gym comes in. This is where fitness facilities and fitness classes and boot camps come in because you're in there and you're sweating. You're in there, you're feeling the same pain that everybody else is feeling. You are, you're going through it, right? And there's nothing more satisfying than when you've just finished a heavy lift, right? You've finished a heavy lift, you've hit a PR, or you've, you know, you've gone through a really, really tough set, and you set the weight down, you're looking around, you see somebody else, you give them a nod, they're like, yeah, you know, it's, that's something that I really miss, not, excuse me, not being in a fitness facility gym type environment for the last year and a bit, because it's, there's that camaraderie, you know, there's that feeling of we're, we're in this together. We're here to get better. You know, life out there might be shitty. You know, you might be going through a divorce. Your family might have health issues. You might have health issues. Um, you know, work might not be the best, but I read a quote that was so wonderful and it was by a gentleman by the name of Joey Swole, which I'm going to, he's going to be, um, going to be chatting about him later on as well, where the weights don't care what you look like. They don't care how big you are, how much money you make. 45 pounds is 45 pounds, right? And if you decide to commit to getting in shape and to, you know, showing up and all this other stuff, you'll reap the rewards. Now, obviously, you know, I'm not saying in, in like two sessions, you're going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but the commitment that you receive, that level of camaraderie is so important, especially for today's, um, you know, today's um, communities that are starved when it comes to mental health, healthiness, and well-being. The fact that you can go to a place, release endorphins, you know, wear a, a cute outfit if you want, you know, looking sexy or, 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 or um, just go and play and, en and just enjoy the physicality of being alive. It's amazing. And it's, it's one of those things that when the, the, 
you know, COVID shut down or caused a lot of shutdowns. It was very, it was very traumatic for a lot of people, myself included, because that's part, you, you gain so many friendships and commit, commit, um, connections when you're, when you're at the front desk. I had people open up to me about stuff that they, they didn't even tell their wives. I mean, you're at the front desk, you're talking to people and it's a safe space. They feel they can tell you almost anything because who are you going to tell, right? You may, you may not know their, um, their friend group or their family group. And so they feel that they can open up and there's that commitment and that connection of knowing the members who are coming in. You know, you'll see somebody come in and you'll know, Hey, how's the, how's the wife and kids? Da, 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 you know, and I would always walk past people when they were lifting and, you know, in between sets, if they were on the machines and they were on the stacks, I'd be like, is that all you're lifting? Come on. You know? And, I'd, and I'd, I'd hit the weight, um, not while they were, you know, deadlifting or, or squatting or whatever, but you know, you walk by and you're like, is that all you got? Come on. You know, that's why the old lady's going to leave you, you know, kind of thing. It was, it was fun. And that's something that is, is sorely missing in today's day. So fast forward to now, um, most of the gyms pretty much everywhere are back open. Um, we are a far cry from what I saw in early 2020 and even mid to early, mid to late 2021, you know? So most, most gyms and fitness facilities are open. You can wear a mask if you want or not. I personally don't see more facilities shutting down unless something worse were to happen. And then we've got bigger problems to deal with. But I also want to touch on the toxicity within the fitness culture and within almost zero in on the gym culture in particular. If you've done any research or any studying or followed this podcast for any length of time, you know that I have a big love for the fitness gym culture, um, subcultures within it, such as CrossFit, um, weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting, power, powerlifting, strongman competitions, and all, all types of training in between from calisthenics to, to, um, you name it. It's all fun. And it all leads to helping people get better with their health, better with their, their lives. I have a, a phrase for my company, which is, you know, get fit for life, which is, you know, life's going to throw a lot of things at you, but if you're strong enough and you're healthy enough, you can handle it. You know, there were a lot of people that got COVID and because they were healthy, they were able to fight it off. And, and there were a lot of people who had preconditions of, you know, morbidly obese, morbid obesity to, you know, diabetes to whatever that once they got it, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't looking good, you know? So the idea that you can, you can have, you can be fit enough to handle life. And while you're in the gym, you know, you're trying to get better and everything else, but just like anything else that involves people, you're going to have toxic, to- toxic individuals there. You're going to have gossip. You're going to have, you're going to have judgment. You're going to have people looking at you and kind of questioning why you're there. And so there, there's a gentleman in particular that I've been following on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. His name, his name is Joey Swole. Now, Joey recently had um, um, issues with his cardiovascular, I believe his heart, and he went in for some surgery, just minor stuff, and he's been in the fitness industry for a number of years, and he was part of a group called Shreds, Shreds Supplements, and they were the quintessential gym bros. They were the the guys who always would start, always start a sentence with bro or dude, who knew who the latest Mr. Olympia was, 
who had no problem talking about telling you in detail what their what their prep was for another bodybuilding show and I gotta say, I really do appreciate guys like that. I know that they've gotten a bad rap over the last couple of years, and what we're gonna, what, I'm, what we're chatting about here. But ultimately, those are the people. Those are my people in in a lot of ways because I grew up, you know, idolizing like you know Arnold Schwarzenegger and Frank Zane and Franco Colombo and Sergio Olive, and I can never pronounce his name properly, um, and Joe Weider and and you know reading and Lou Ferrigno and just reading. Uh, muscle fitness and flex and wanting to be you know huge like those guys and ultimately it was funny because bodybuilding boxing wrestling um, Olympic weightlifters you looked at those guys and some girls and even though we didn't have like you, you like I love superheroes and I love like Marvel and DC and all that stuff and obviously you know that stuff isn't real like Superman isn't real and Spider-Man isn't but the guys I mentioned from wrestling and boxing and bodybuilding were like real live superheroes. Like they looked like they walked off the pages of a comic book. And I think that's why I, I resonated so much with it because my love of comic books as well as that sort of stuff. So it was a transition where well, I couldn't be Batman, but I could try to look like him, you know? So, but nonetheless, uh, uh, back to, sorry, uh, back to what I was t- talking about with Joey Swole, where Joey Swole was a part of Shreds. It was like a, you know, bro dudes type of supplement sort of company. They ended up doing some shady shit and getting kind of disbanded. They've got, I think the company is now gone. Most of the fitness influencer models that they had from Facebook and Instagram and Twitter were kind of went their own ways, you know, kind of are doing their own things right now. But there was this, this attitude that they put forth and Joey would talk about it as well because he's, he's kind of leading the charge for a new type of um, fitness culture and what what transpired was it was this feeling of you couldn't go to the gym unless you had the nicest gear the Jordans the Jays you didn't have the coolest gym bag with the with the pre-workout the post-workout your regular workout your protein shake your pills your big jug your five liter jug of water and you'd, you'd see these guys they would post up all their stuff like they were camping out at the bench press or at the squat rack, right? And they would—they were just like they're marking their territory. And again, I love these guys, right? Like I feel like they're my my people. But the toxicity would arrive when you know people who didn't fit that norm, right? Who didn't have, who didn't, who weren't aware of gym culture, gym etiquette, and sort of like the do's and don'ts that you you know you just don't do within gym culture. They would feel judged and looked down upon and. And short, they'd leave shortly after. I, and which is one of the reasons why I, I really loved working at the last gym I was at, which was kind of like what I call the everyman gym. It wasn't, it was a place where people would show up and they didn't need to have makeup on. They didn't need to look like they just stepped off, off of a, a modeling, um, you know, a runway or whatever. They were just regular people just trying to get healthy. And Joey Swole talks about that. There's, um, if you follow him on Instagram or whatever, he's talking about making gym culture, making gyms great again. You know, and I know that's a play on what Donald Trump was saying with his campaign, but the idea that you could have a fitness facility where people are welcome, where they come in, and if they don't know what a deadlift is from a from a donut, they have no idea what a chest press machine is, how many reps you need to do, how many sets. It's, it's, there's a wonderful change that's happening in the industry where now people are like, hey, you know what? 
They'll put people down and make fun of them if they show up in, in January, you know, and they're part of the New Year's resolution crowd. You know, let them come in, welcome them in. They're trying something new. They're trying to get their life in order. They're trying to take care of themselves. Um, don't be a dick, you know, <laughs> don't be that guy. And I, 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 I know I've, I was part of that thing as well. You get, you get into your, your head is so far up your own ass. You start to feel like, you know, your shit doesn't stink, you know, pardon my language. And you're, you're looking at these newcomers who come in you're like, ah, they'll never stick it out. Whatever these newbies, you know, I give them, I give them five, five, uh, five weeks tops, you know, and, and, and to the credit of a lot of people at the gym that I was at, um, before I was laid off, there's definitely a large, large amount of people who are sticking with these uh, resolutions now. It's not just, it's not as like it was before where, you know, you'd get people who sign up and then you wouldn't see them for a month, two months, three months. I mean, there were people like that who would come in and, you know, they would say, hey, I just want to cancel my membership. I haven't been here in over a year and a half. And it's like, and you're still taking, they're still paying for it. Right. But they just, it costs so little, you know, they, they decided, Hey, you know, what, what's the big deal? I'll make it down there when I can. And so, yeah, um, the, the level of, I I guess what I want to, um, state with my third point is the change that I'm starting to see within the fitness industry, which is really heartwarming, but there's still a lot to be done. You know, I think that there's effort being made because I mean, we have, we have to be honest. I think the fact that gyms and fitness facilities are still a thing is quite amazing. Like, just think about this. Like you're paying money, your hard earned money to go to a place and work, lift weights, run, sweat with other people after your work has already been done, after your paying job, like after the, the job that you, you know, that sustains you. Now you're, you know, you are, you're going to a place where you got to lift heavy things and, you know, wear tight outfits and try to make yourself better. And people are paying willingly to do it, right? So I think that's awesome. And I think if we want the, the fitness industry and the gym industry to maintain itself and to keep going, there has to be a sense of everyone is welcome. And to be fair, I know with Planet Fitness and Fit, Fit for Less and other companies like that, they definitely have a model where just get everybody that you possibly can get in. And after that you know, just take the money out of their account. Just getting some water here. Which again is a winning formula if you just want to make money. But if you actually want to have a culture where people come into this gym where they, where you know their wives and their husbands and their kids' names, you know their dogs' names, you know where they work, where they party, what they like to drink, when their birthdays are, their anniversaries. Like if you really want to build a culture where people are, everybody's welcome. Nobody's calling each other names, making fun of each other. It'll never be perfect, obviously, because we're human beings, but at least that feeling of, yeah, you know, okay, I could see this is a place where I feel connected, where I feel like I have agency here. Like I, you know, you're not going to be friends with everybody, obviously, but at least you could have a place that you're going to and you feel like I can relieve my stress. I don't have to worry about this tie or this suit or this office dress. I can just come in here, lift heavy, run, sweat, and just leave feeling good. And I think that's the thing. That's the, the target that you want to have. You know, there's, and again, there's nothing wrong with the elite 
type of gyms. You know, I've, I've been to certain gyms that I can tell as soon as you walk through the door, okay, this is a serious lifting gym. You know, you walk into certain places and you'll see equipment like Hammer Strength and Alico and Atlant uh, Atlantis and stuff that's very high end. A lot of rogue stuff and bumper plates and just, you know, guys with straps and wraps and, you know, um, body suits for their benching. And you can tell, right? Like anybody who's in the fitness industry or who's been around the gym industry or just gyms in general, you can tell when you see quality. You can tell when you see equipment that people have put money into and you know what the industry standards are. And I feel that obviously those sort of gyms will always, there's always going to be a place for gyms that cater to elite athletes and elite lifters, people who are serious about this stuff, who, you know, who are professionals in it, who perhaps even are bodybuilders or semi-pro bodybuilders that, you know, do this for a living, people who, you know, who bounce and, or, or their physicality is, is dependent on their job. So if you're a bouncer or if you are a, an athlete of some type, right, you're going to take it a lot more seriously than the weekend warrior type of person who's like, you know, just, who's just coming in to get a sweat going or to socialize. There's, there, you're always going to have that. But in order to change the culture from fear to to a place of belonging. I, I got three tips in particular, I think, just for closing that I think would definitely help. So I think the first one is, if you are a part of a gym or if you're part of any sort of fitness facility, if you're part of any sort of club, be as welcoming as you can to people. You, you know, like check with your, with your gym manage, management and who you're, you know, who you're affiliated with and find out what their programs are for newcomers. Excuse me. So if you want to invite somebody, you'll know, okay, this is kind of what they have. Like maybe they have a free, a free pass for your first visit or your first three visits are free. Or, you know, if you, if you just sign up, you can get a free training session with a personal fitness trainer. I know at the gym that I was at previously, they had a uh, situation where if you sign up, um, you sign up for, for the membership you would have access to at least talk to one of the staff members when two staff members were on that you could say, Hey, I, I don't know what this machine does. Awesome. I could show you, this is how you sit on it. This is how you adjust it. This is the rep range and the set range. Well, what's a rep? Well, it's how many you do. What's a set? Well, it's how many of those, you know, reps that you do. So if you're doing seven reps, uh, three sets, you do seven, take a break, do another seven, take a break, do another seven, take a break. And a lot of people don't know that. There's a lot of people who, who don't browse through the websites of, um, you know, to see when the latest, you know, rogue, um, piece of equipment is coming out or to see what air, um, what, uh, oh my gosh, air assault, um, the company has, or, you know, you're not on all the blogs and all of the, you know, all of the community pages talking about fitness. You know, I'm on a, uh, home gyms community fitness page on Facebook. And I got to tell you, I had almost lost my faith in Facebook. I I'd been like, ah, this is garbage. And then you join one of these communities where you see what people are doing. And it's just this, it's this sense of camaraderie. So I think the first thing is be as welcoming as you can to newcomers. Um, always be, you know, don't laugh at people when you see them struggling, go and help them. You know, if you see somebody on the Smith, uh, the Smith machine 
and they don't know how to work it and you do, hey, just come over. And, and the fact that, yes, it can be a little bit intimidating to talk to somebody you don't know, guy or girl, but you could say, hey, look, I, I see you're struggling with this. I'm not, I'm not a D-bag. I, I just want to let you know, hey, this is how you, you um, lift the lever. This is how you kind of, it sticks a little bit. Boom, 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 right? You know, and you, and you show up with no intention of trying to hit on them or, you, you know, you're trying to ask them out or whatever, but it's like, hey, no, I, we've all been newcomers and we've all kind of been there. So be that change you want to be, I guess, or change you want to see, uh, you know, man in the mirror type of stuff, Michael Jackson. Um, the, the second thing is to join a community online, which I was referencing before with the Facebook uh, group. And it's amazing when you join a, a community, excuse me, when, if it's, if it's Facebook, if it's Instagram, uh, or somebody you follow that you really respect, um, make sure they have the shared values, make sure that the page you're a part on, uh, that you, the page that you are a part of on any social media platform you're on, be it a Discord, um, so, you know, Discord website or server, sorry, or um, any sort of Patreon sort of thing, or even a closed group like a Facebook sort of thing or Instagram, you make sure that there's people moderating it that if if the rules are broken, if the ethics are, you know, kind of trashed, then there's somebody to discipline them. So there's no hate, there's no criticism. If you post a picture of your progress for your for your um, program or whatever, if there's any disrespect or, you know, racism or misogyny or, or bigotry, you can get rid of that. Because I got to tell you, one of the main reasons why we see a lot of people just don't want don't want to go to the gym is due to the fact that they feel they need to be in shape before they go. There's a lot of people that feel like if they don't have the right equipment, if they don't have the right you know, gear, if they don't look a certain way, then they're not welcome there. And I, I've been to gyms where I, I'm a pretty big guy and I, I work out relatively on a regular basis, but there were fitness facilities that I went to that I'm like, oh wow, okay, this is, this is not where, I'm not welcome here and I'm a pretty big guy, you know, and, and so, I can only imagine for somebody who is, you know, they maybe they haven't worked out since since high school, right? And there's a lot of intimidation there, specifically with women and older men, where you know, with women, it's like, okay, I, I you know, I don't want to look crazy out here. I don't want to look, you know, all flabby and everything else. And then for older guys, it's like, yeah, I still got it. I can keep up with the young bucks or whatever. So you want to join a group. And, and share that to other people you know who maybe don't feel as welcome in the fitness industry. And I think the third thing is if you see a lot of bad behavior, call it out. And obviously you don't want to be like the Saturday school special. Hey man, leave Susie alone. You know, she's cool like us, you know. But you want to at least be willing to, I don't know, if you see somebody being being harassed or being like, you know, laughed at or whatever... You can, you can say, hey, man, cut, knock it out. You know, like, it, it, again, it might feel like you're, you know, you're just there to work out. Everybody's got to, you know, mind your own business. You know, it's not your problem. But I feel personally, if you're going to, if we're going to have any type of fitness culture at all, anything that, like, even resembles something where people can just come together and enjoy this great culture of fitness and getting in shape, then we got to take it upon ourselves to do so. And 
at the end of the day, it's easy to complain, moan, bitch, and complain about, oh, the, you know, the fitness industry is this, oh my gosh, you know, it's all this, rather than actually do something about it, rather than actually stand up and say, okay, you know what, like, I love this culture, I love being a part of it, how can I make it better? And I think the last point I want to I wanna state here is there sometimes you can do everything possible and it's just it's just a toxic environment. Like you could be part of a gym culture, part of a, um, a like a, a chain, a branch or whatever, where management just doesn't care, the people don't care, the front desk doesn't care. And for that kind of thing, I suggest you just take your money and go elsewhere. You know, I think sometimes you might have a lost cause, right? I've, I've, again, there's been gyms that I've gone to where equipment has been broken for months. That was one of my pet peeves with one of my last gyms I worked at where it, you literally needed like five different signatures just to fix a light bulb. It was like you had to, I had to talk to them, you know, I had to put in a file, put it in this um, area in the management software. And then we had to wait until upper management sent it to their superiors so that meant that, okay, we can get the part. And then we had to wait until our, our service guy showed up who was already working at three other locations. Plus, I think he was working at like three other locations plus um, like five other ones connected to the branch. So by the time he got to us, if he was able to fix it, sometimes he would have gotten a, a, a wrong part. So that meant, okay, now we got to do this all over again. So I kid you not, there were times where treadmills and bikes were sitting there for months. I gar- I've been gone from my, my last gym I was at for almost a year and a bit. I guarantee if I were to go in for a drop-in workout, I'd still see the same stuff broken, which would be hilarious. But all that means to say is that if, if, if you've done everything you can, you've talked to management, you try to be a really good guiding light where you're at, you might have to leave, you know, and, and I, yeah, trust me, I worked at the front desk. People left every a day people left and they, and they, they didn't even lose any sleep over it. And, and there was a lot of people that I, I remember I'd go to other gyms to work out and I'd see them there and they'd be like, Oh man, it's so cool here. You know, it's the environment, the people. So even if it's not like, the, even if it's not like the worst thing in the world, sometimes you need to change your space. I think we have to, you know, be honest with ourselves and say, you know what? Yeah. Like sometimes you've worked out at the same place, seen the same people. And even though you, you got great friendships there and you made great commitments and great connections, sometimes it's like we need that new energy. You know, we need that, that shot in the arm that wakes us up and like, okay, I'm going to try something different. Right. So, so yeah, um, hopefully this gives you some some things to, to chew on, to think about. Again, like I was saying, you know, the, uh, gyms are what you make it, right? And very much so, we can we can complain. We can say, oh, you know, my gym, it sucked and blah, blah, blah. And there was only one squat rack and all this and that. And that may be true. But at the end of the day, like, you know, like Joey Swole was saying, 45 pounds is 45 pounds. We could choose to have a really great culture one where everyone's accepted, everyone is appreciated, where everybody has a right to, you know, to try to get better. Or we could, you know, we could uh, have what we have, 
which um, it, I got to tell you, isn't working for anybody. So, but anyways, hopefully uh, you found some value in that. Like I was saying before, you can find the Adult Fitness Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Google Play to Stitcher to Podbean, you name it, we are there, rocking and rolling. Look for us. We got more episodes coming. We are carving out a schedule now so that these episodes will come out minimum of three times a week. So please look for that. And until next time, want you to keep fit and have fun. Take care out there.